of these late night movies with Rob and Zach. This is a podcast about cinematic oddities where we discuss any media that is too bizarre, abnormal, or off kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally, these projects gel. Most times, they crash hard into the realm of obscurity. Join us as we delve into the cult classic Swamp. I'm Zach. And I'm Rob. And this week on Cinemodities, we are pushing along with our music video series, and we are back again to a Rob's choice. I know everybody loved that 18s last week. It was, what, our, our most downloaded episode ever with a whole oh. six downloads? <laughs> oh, by far. Okay. Yeah, I think we might have gotten seven. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. We're breaking records, folks. Ooh, man. Okay. So, yeah, everything usually gets one. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week, back to Rob's choice. I guess just a little before we get into it, next week we have a Zach's choice. Apparently, it's a music video that just came out in theaters. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> And I kind of doubt that it's a music video, but we'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but it has a music video tie-in. Oh, okay, okay. And I guess anything goes after I put Perfect Hair Forever in the foreign animation category, right? Yes, Rob, Rob literally blew up the guidelines of Cinematis at that exact moment. <laughs> nothing, nothing is too off the rails at this point. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this week, Rob's Choice, we are discussing the music videos of Tool. And now... I think uh, I, I speak for both of us. Tool is one of our favorite bands. Zach didn't mention it, but there's 18s and there's Tool right after it. Am I right, Zach? Um, insert scary claymation sounds here. <laughs> Not the um, parental advisory signs over your genitals? No, oddly enough, that is the most tamed part of this entire <laughs> series. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, uh, where should we start? I guess I should start by saying... I acknowledge that I might have gone a little crazy with this selection. <laughs> like I was I was watching these music videos and I've seen a lot of them. There was actually I had never seen one of these music videos before, which I was really excited about. It was just as strange as all of them. But when I finished watching these, not even finished, got through like the first four, I was just like, man. I don't think I understand anything what these are about. <laughs> well, if you, if, if I may, Rob, I'd like to describe each one of these music videos, much like you did for 18. Oh, sure, sure. So, so uh, yes, we have a doozy on our hands this week with the music videos a tool. Uh, the one thing I do want to say uh, that I, I think, I believe I'm correct. I did some double checking. I believe it's accurate to say that we are actually discussing all of Tool's official music videos, all eight so that's pretty neat. That's something we haven't got to done, uh, got to do with the others in this series. Well, pretty much for 18th, except for one. I excluded one off that list because it was even too boring for me. Too much dancing. <laughs> well, not enough dancing. That's one of the videos where there's not enough dancing, in my opinion. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, well, okay. Well, we were only missing. We were missing a bunch for Animal Collective, one for 18s, and now none for Tool. So, of the eight Tool music videos we have, Zach, I would love if you could get into them. Break it down for us. All right, I think Rob already spoiled the first one. It is Hush, which involves guys wearing parental advisory sandwich board signs around their genitals. The next video is Sober, which is Scary Claymation. Yep. <laughs> Our next video is Prison Sex, which is Scary Claymation. <laughs> Our next video is Stink Fist, maybe my second favorite word in the English language. Ooh, right on. Which involves blue lighting cast upon scary images. Mm -hmm. 
we have next enema. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Rob? So I, I think it's um, I've always I've always pronounced it, well. I pronounced it without hearing it before as a enema, like oh a enema. But but I, I think that in the song when they say it, he actually pronounces it anima. Anima, excuse me. Well, well I'm, not entirely sh- I'm not entirely sure. I do think that it is a play on anima, like the the what is it, the Greek mythological being, like that weird a e. I don't know the letter, and then n i m a, and then that combined with enema. It's a portmanteau, like cinematides. <laughs> Of course, my favorite portmanteau. Um, next video after a anim- anima is schism. Wait, did you describe? Did you describe anima? I'm pretty sure it falls into the same category of blue lighting, illuminating scary images. Okay, that's fair. Our next video is schism, the only tool song I am familiar with prior to this series, thanks to Guitar Hero. What about the next two? I don't remember those. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember those. I don't remember those. <laughs> okay. And guess what? It involves blue lighting, illuminating scary imagery. Oh, yeah. And our next video is Parabola. And guess what, Rob? It's blue light, illuminating scary <laughs> images. Yep, yep. But last but not least, we have Vicarious, and it takes a left turn. Mm. They abandon the blue lighting. But they kept the scary imagery. Yeah, I think I think it's actually red lighting in this one for the most part, right? <laughs> it's the absence of blue lighting. So you know what? They, they figure, you know what? We got to change things up a little bit. Our audience is getting a little too familiar with our formula. They got rid of the blue, but they kept the scary. Indeed. Indeed. I, I like those, Zach. I, I not only like those descriptions, I like that we have kind of, you know created a mold for ourselves when we're describing lists of things, <laughs> finding the commonalities between them and, and, and saying that is their defining characteristic. It's great. And addressing them. Indeed. Indeed. All right. So I guess, um, uh, what are you thinking? Just like Animal Collective, we should dive into each of these a little deeper? Yeah, unfortunately, this isn't like the 18s where it's just a common theme. and We can kind of uh, look at the overall industry at the time behind the production of these. So we'll most likely delve through these like we did the Animal Collective series. Okay, well, I guess before we do that, I I have to ask you, Zach. um, I know you said scary claymation, you know, terrifying imagery. That's exactly what I think about these music videos as well. You know, there's, there's the one for prison sex. We'll get to it. But I described it as the grotesque version of Pinocchio. Um... But what did you think, kind of overall, you know, kind of in terms of the things that we talked about with, say, Animal Collective, you know, having some of that, you know, really uh, strong creativity and memorability, you know, did anything like that strike you from these videos? The main thing that struck me when when watching all these was I'm surprised Sal didn't bring these up to me more. Because I feel like this is something that would have been within his wheelhouse. But at the same time, Sal was afraid of Adventure Time like I was. So I think if he would have watched these, this would have turned him off. But another thing I just want to bring up real quick is I know while telling Zenger on my stupid Star Wars podcast about this, he's like, oh, have you watched the Tool video with Claymation? And I'm like, <laughs> no. Little did I know that was pretty much nine-tenths of the catalog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zenger definitely undersold that one. But no, as I watched all these... I feel like a lot of it is just bizarre for the sake of being bizarre. 
Mm-hmm. I feel there's no rhyme or reason to it. I because I know because one thing I'm going to do because as I watch a lot of these, I had to kind of like I had to deliberately let my mind wander sometimes, or else I'd start being like sucked into the abyss, which is these videos. <laughs> and so I would start reading the comments as the video was still playing. And I, the, I think that's what I'm going to do for most of this episode. Anytime Rob asks me my opinion on something, I'm going to read a comment from the specific music video that we're covering. Uh, and, okay, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I'm going to do that because I don't think there's anything I can add to this. Uh, the only thing I have to say is that as much um, unlike Animal Collective, and I was trying to discern, or when we when we were discussing it, I was trying to discern what type of music it was. And I was like, oh, is this like indie pop? Is this experimental rock? And mm-hmm. we kind of like found like this weird balance of like experimental indie rock. Yeah. And as I was watching this, or I'm sorry, as I was listening to the music, I'm like, oh, this is like alt right, like earlier mid two thousands alt rock. And I'm like, there's, it's weird. I felt the music is completely disconnected from the visuals. Mm. You know like, what? I, I, I don't. I don't disagree completely. I am. Um... I, I should say that, you know, while I do enjoy a lot of these music videos and we'll get to my love for the sober music video and that song, but I, I knew all these songs prior to the videos. And I, like, just like I talked about with Animal Collective, you know, I listen to them, I love them, I get certain, you know, uh, thoughts and ideas about what they're about and the emotions they carry. And then you see the video and it's kind of even different from the Animal Collective case where here it's not like, oh, I watched the Tool video and it gives me a different perspective on the song. I watched the Tool video and I'm just like, huh, that's a thing someone can film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I'm with you. I'm with you on that. That I do think there is some level of uh, disconnectedness, um, whether that be in reality or because, you know, we haven't spent the insane amount of time it would probably require for us to even get an inkling on what was going through the creative minds behind these videos when they when they made them. Hmm. Uh, yeah, because I, I, as I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, this is like really, I don't want to be uh, demeaning, but it's like this music feels very conventional. Like, whereas with, with Animal Collective, I cannot imagine Animal Collective ever being on a radio station. I just I, I cannot ever imagine like like driving down the highway listening to Animal Collective on a radio station. Get with this, I could very well imagine like an alt rock radio station in like 2006 just being like, "We got the new Tool album today." Mm-hmm. It's like we we're gonna play it all day long, and like that I could believe because there is a lot of like I was not. Whereas with Animal Collective, I only liked kind of some of the music to appease Rob at the same time. Like, I, like some of it's fine. But with this, though, I'm like, oh, like, I was like tapping my foot to it sometimes. And if it weren't for the creepy visuals, I'd be like, this is like, I could very easily imagine like the generic, uh, like, like Nickelback music video, like guy playing guitar or like, Meta- like I guess like a later era Metallica. There's a bunch of guys just playing guitar with like quick cutting one of them, just like angrily strumming it. It's like, I could believe that for this, but I guess the, again, I guess it's the marquee marketing savviness of tool. Uh, un- unlike animal collective, they do not have a member named Panda bear. So I didn't really look into them on an individual level. Okay. <laughs> but no, I think there, there is a clever marketing to this. Cause a lot of this was done pre YouTube. Mm-hmm. So they definitely had, it's more of a vision as opposed to something like what's the song you didn't like floor Dada or no, what's this? Oh God. What's the song you didn't like? Um, uh, my golden gal. Oh yeah, the video for Golden Gal, the repetitive, yes. the animation where only the colors change three times. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, this feels much more organic, and, and it's like, oh, we want to do this, mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh, we need something to uh, be the crutches for the song to get more exposure. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. I, I can, even though I do not like the content, I can appreciate it for it not being that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yep. So, uh, I guess before we jump into them a little deeper, another thing I wanted to maybe talk about was um, uh, our histories with Tool, because I, I'm pretty sure that I, I <laughs> have the I have the honor of being the person to introduce Zach to Tool. That's correct, right? Oh boy, is it ever! So, uh, I guess a little bit on my end, I've I've you know heard about Tool. I think sometime around in high school, uh, you know, kind of I was into System of Down, Dream Theater. I like heavier music, so. That led me to Tool, um, and I've loved Tool ever since. I should say I'm not a Tool purist, though. My favorite album is 10,000 Days. I know there's some people who will listen to this episode, and and what do you say? on Whenever you mentioned me on Knights of Vader, he said, I'm banging my hands on my keyboard or something like that. <laughs> They're doing the same thing when they say 10,000 Days is my favorite album. But Tool's been around for a while. They haven't released a new album in, like, forever, and everybody's waiting for it. Um, you know, and you always hear about that. So... I felt that back in the day, not only because I love them, but because we got some of them on Guitar Hero, which we'll have to talk about in this episode, Zach had to know about them as well. Oh, yes. I think I think it was fueled by the Guitar Hero to some extent, because Vicarious is like, you know, an eight-minute song, eight-minute long song, and that's one of the longer ones on Guitar Hero 3, or World Tour, um, apart from Pull Me Under, if you want to sing that, Zach. <laughs> Pull me under, pull me under, pull me under, I'm not afraid. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea how many times you've referenced Dream Theater in the last two episodes, and I've had to fight the urge not to include include that (laughs) every single time. Oh, man. But you had to be on this time, folks, so I could get away with it. Yeah, yeah. So you ready, Zach? Let's do it. Let's jump into some of these videos. All right, we, we we jumping right into Hush. Yeah, let's go in uh, the order. I, did you watch them in the order I gave them to you? Oh yes. Have we not learned anything from the Animal Collective series? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we are jumping into Hush. Not only is it the shortest of the music videos, it's the first that Tool released, and it is also, I think, the most tame in term of the visuals, as we've already mentioned. So uh, it's already pretty basic. Uh, or we stated already that it's pretty basic. We have our members of the band. They got their parental advisory boards over their nether regions. They also have black tape X's over their mouths. And there's just some kind of slow walking and slow visuals as the song plays. And then eventually they start foaming at the mouth and they rip the tape off. And that's it. It's three minute song. It's a good song. I love this. Um, it's a very angry song with a lot of cursing. I think Zach sings this in the shower when he wakes up every morning, or before he has to record with me, either one. (laughs) I sing this as I do my jog on the neighborhood. This is where he gets his fix of cursing. He sings this song. So, I mean, as far as music videos go, this is what I'm kind of neutral on. You know, I don't, nothing about it, you know, stands out to me. I'm not like, oh, that's so cool. They got explicit parts over their explicit parts. Like, ha ha ha, it's just... It's just there, you know, and I, I think this is one that, you know, as we'll get into it later, where it doesn't add or remove anything for me with the song that I, you know, know and love already. So I'm I'm just kind of neutral towards it. 
Well, I want on the record that I like how Rob's baseline for tame is a bunch of guys walking around naked with parental advisory stuff over their no-no areas, and they start foaming at the mouth at the end. I like how that's the baseline for tame. That that is so tame these days. People have probably done this in protest at the White House recently. <laughs> that's how tame it is. <laughs> yeah, you got me there. <laughs> Can't argue with that, folks. Can't argue with that. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I think Rob, once again, lulled me into a false sense of security, as he typically does. He figures he goes through an entire Tool playlist, and he has the two-minute-long so two song to be the first one I listen to. Yeah, that and, you know, because it was their first, so first. I had I had some reason. <laughs> so Tool was lulling me into a false sense of security. Yeah, they really were lulling everybody into a false sense of security. Because I think that, you know, while they're, they're hev they have heavy music, and they've always had heavy music... Um, when Hush came out and, you know, their first their first album, their first tracks, uh, it was a lot heavier and more structured and a less less progressive than we get in things like Schism and Parabola and, you know, even Sober, which which wasn't long after. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't have much to contribute in that sense. Zach, would you say that these are the only these are the only eight tool songs you've ever heard? You know what, folks, I'm going to blow your mind right now with something. Yes. <laughs> yep that's what i thought <laughs> all right i think so, even even in that there was what we saw like an underworld trailer once where they used a tool song and i'm pretty sure that was prison sex oh no that's okay there's a tool song and i'm pretty sure it's a tool song in the captain america the first avenger trailer oh really yeah Hot i'm damn. pretty sure i we'll didn't know that we'll have to insert a clip of it here if it exists. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and one of the Captain America trailers, they play a Tool song. I mean, like, this was, like, back before Disney. This was, like, the first Avenger. Okay, um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to have a break in. I want to look into that for sure. Um, okay, so considering that I don't have much to add to any of this, I'm going to read some of the YouTube comments from yes. fans of Tool. I figured, you know what? I am uh, shallow and vapid when it comes to Tool criticism. <laughs> so what better way to... Uh, Add to that than by reading the cesspool that is the YouTube comments. All mm -hmm. right. This is from Laura Kruger. Maybe some relation to Mr. Fred, uh, Frederick? I, I, I was just about to ask. <laughs> Quote, I feel like this is so relevant today, especially because of what people have turned into. Shove it, social justice warriors. Uh, I'd never really gotten that from this song because I think this song is a lot more about suicide and the force of mortality, but sure. Okay. Uh, Maynard looks so small next to Danny. <laughs> I mean, he technically is the shortest person in the band, so fair. This is their only video where they show their faces. Uh, that's just not true. They show their faces in sober, even though it's a little blurrier. This video is triggering me. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> isn't that an opinion? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um... This is the real tool. Their first three albums were the shit. After that, they started getting too artsy-fartsy. Boring. I hope they leave the period PC crap influence behind and start rocking again. See, that's uh, that. I know some people like that, and that's exactly what I was getting on before when I was saying I'm not a tool purist, where my favorite album is their most recent, which this person is calling artsy-fartsy. But I would call actually you know, progressive and well-constructed music. 
uh, after that, most of the comments are in Spanish, and considering I have no uh, mm. grasp of that language, I'm not going to attempt that. Um, here's another comment. Did the term tool start being used to refer to pretentious people because of people wearing tool t-shirts? Because it's supposed to mean someone who isn't a friend. They are just being used as a tool, but instead it now seems to just be refer used to be ref but it, uh, but instead it now seems to just be used to refer to stuck up people. Interesting. I don't really know where the, you know, the the slang term of tool came from. And I don't really remember if I heard that or the band name first. Hmm, that's that's actually a somewhat insightful comment. I can say what I want to, even if I'm fucked. And Rihanna has more than a million views. The fight is up, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Doesn't the Hush video we watched only have like 112,000 views or something? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's four degrees warmer inside a man's ass than inside a woman's vagina. <laughs> Do they do they provide a source? Uh, unfortunately, no. So this is, is uncorroborated it? information, as far as we're telling our our listeners. Oh my god! Um. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that was good. I like that. I didn't read any of the comments. I usually don't read YouTube comments because um, I'm not that much of a masochist. But but that was good. That was good. And that, that really is all there is to say about Hush, right? It's simple. Uh, it's straightforward. Yes. It's not entirely scary. Okay. Okay. You ready for where we ramp it up now? <laughs> oh, yeah. that's not <laughs> Ramp oh, right. up is not a strong enough phrase. So the next one we're talking about is sober. And this is really, this was definitely the catalyst for me wanting to talk about Tool music videos. I remember seeing the music video for Sober way back when, I think, you know, maybe, you know, early 2000s or maybe a little later. I'm trying to remember. But it, I fell in love with it. Like, I loved everything about this music video. I, I, I think this was kind of one of the first times I was introduced to stop motion animation or, or claymation, I should say, where we had kind of like, you know, some parts stationary, some parts moving very quickly and hectically. And the one that stands out to me is there's one kind of scene of our little main character, our little wrinkly man or being, and just kind of his left arm is just, you know, freaking out. It, it looks like a hummingbird's wings. And I've always loved that imagery. I, I love this song as well. This is one of my favorite Tool songs, one of my favorite songs ever. So I knew we had to talk about this video. What did you think of it, Zach? <laughs> Apart from the creepiness and, you know, the... The scariness? The scary imagery and, like, the meat and the veins that run through the pipes of this living space. I guess I want to start with this one, since it's always stood out to me. What did you think of the claymation? You might be a little better versed at these this type of animation than I am, because I really, you know... Uh, the, the, I think the, the only other thing I can think of that I've latched onto that's, you know, stop motion would be the shivering truth. But that's really recent. I've always loved this. What do you think about this kind of, you know, uh, design and animation in this video? Okay. A spoiler alert. I'm not expert on stop motion. Okay. Okay. But no, as I was watching this, this definitely probably was the one that stood out the most mm -hmm. because it seems the most uh, well, uh, deliberately designed. It doesn't. Nothing in this seems arbitrary. Like with anything that's in stop motion, everything has to be meticulously planned out. Yeah, you can't just kind of stumble anything. You can't just stumble into it. You can't just do it in five minutes. 
Um, thinking back to the time when this was made, like the mid two thousands, there really, again, there really wasn't much like this with any sort of effort and money put behind it. So mm-hmm. I could definitely, cause I'm looking at the YouTube video right now and it says it was uploaded in May of 2006, which yeah. really was kind of like the very beginning of YouTube. You're talking about ground zero for when YouTube got started was early 2006. Yep. It, I think during the, the, Animal Collective Odd Sack episode. I talked about one of the videos or one of the segments of that visual album being called Rob Zombie's Wet Dream. Yes. As I watched this, I one f- similar phrase came to mind. Tim Burton's Wet Dream. Ah. I like oh. to imagine Tim Burton oh, watched yeah. this and just, and just had to sit there like run to, like held in a bomb car. It's like, honey, why are you taking the computer into the bathroom? It's like, <laughs> mind your own business. Uh, this, oh this yeah, is, that hit that hits the nail on the head. Actually, <laughs> I did not think about it that way, but oh my god, like a hundred percent. Yeah, this hat either Tim Burton loves this or he absolutely hates it because he wasn't the one who made it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, somewhere in another universe, Tim, you'd see a little Tim Burton cry at the end of this. But no, I think this is definitely taking something again, like we talked about with music videos a couple of weeks ago. That there wasn't really any sort of way to watch this stuff in the mid two thousands. Again, mm-hmm. YouTube was in its infancy. Uh, don't get me wrong; there were a bunch of these, like shady sites where you could watch videos, but nothing really kind of communal or ubiquitous like YouTube is now. Yeah. And I think doing something this involved, intricate, even though is especially weird. Like back then, you did not have weird. Like now, you t- go onto YouTube, you type in weird crap, and you'd find a hundred things like this. Oh yeah, you know, ever since, you know, ever since like Don't Hug Me I'm Scared blew up. It's like people are doing weird for the sake of weird all the time. Yeah, but th- there is a level of artistry behind this that is Yeah. even to this day I'd say unheard of because anybody with any sort of money is not going to pour it into something like this, especially for a uh Hey, again, I don't mean to demean Tool, but for like a, a middling rock band, mm-hmm. it's like it's like no, it's like do do a, a golden gal. Just have have a, an image that we can create on the computer yeah. in about ten minutes and just have it change colors. It's like that's simple and it gets the exact same job done. Uh, but no, I, again, it, it's weird. <laughs> Without breaking it down scene by scene, there's a lot of weird ass imagery in here. I noticed one thing a common in a lot of these videos. There's a lot of stuff of like bondage, where something will be like wrapped in either rope or some sort of like barbed wire to keep it contained. Yep. Mm-hmm. That that's uh, that's another kind of uh, theme throughout all these. Yeah, that's does- a good one you bring up. Um, we we see it in here for the first time. Uh, uh, that imagery, of course, this is when they started their their claymation and stop motion. But the other thing that I noticed a lot of is um, our characters or characters reaching into darkness and like waving their hand around. Like that imagery comes up in in four or five of these music videos. Yeah. So there is that common theme: the bondage. You know, a character will reach into like a dark hole, and there'll be a shot of its hand waving around, like grasping at nothing. So there is there's a lot of common imagery along these music videos. Yeah, it's it's very obviously the same people at the creative uh, forefront who's deciding mm-hmm. which direction they go in. But uh, yeah, I, again, it's a lot of weird stuff. I played this game. I think I think we talked about it. I forget what it was we were talking about uh, a few a few months ago. It was like, what would my younger self opinion of this be? Like like if six year old oh, me yeah. watched this, would I be freaking out over it? And I'd <laughs> firmly say I'd be freaking out. Like this would be something that I think would terrify me. Like a seven year old me was like flipping through, obviously I was not seven years old when this was created, Mm -hmm. but like if seven year old me was like flipping through the channels and got to VH1 and saw this, oh man, there'd be no sleeping for a few nights. (laughs) Absolutely. Cause it's just kids now are so exposed to just weird crap. 
Yeah. That it's hard for like to like imagine like, oh, can you imagine just being a kid and watching like switching between commercials from like SpongeBob to Arthur and you like just stumble across this like at one morning? It, in today's culture, kids have iPhones and can just type in they can think about it. there's a four year old somewhere that has an iPhone and can just type I don't know, um, here's their parents arguing about daddy's alcohol problem types in sober into YouTube. <laughs> yeah. and this is the first thing that comes up. It's like it, that's that's the thing, is like Kids don't get that same level of just like shock weirdness. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm an advocate. I'm not saying let's go get a bunch of kids like doing a rob and being like, <laughs> you can test whether somebody's gonna rape you by showing them the what was the movie called? Spirited Away. <laughs> Spirited Away. It's like like no, I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying those like there is something to this. That I think like th- people like Rob and I. Who are uh, perpetually chasing the dragon mm-hmm. It's like oh this works But it's not the highest high we could get Yeah yeah But it, don't get me wrong it, like, it, To uh, an audience that's not prepared for this Oh oh boy will it get you there Yeah yeah And I, I think that's um, you know I think what we're both getting towards is that you know That's something unique that we found In maybe not just in this series Of our discussion of it but with music videos In general you know, Animal Collective, there was some weird, but it was more like, you know, oh, there's a story I can follow, and it's not as off-putting. This is certainly not just sober, but the other videos. Some of this is just straight-up terrifying, and that's the only way it's going to come across. There's something, I, like I said, I've loved this music video for a long time, and there's something that, you know, uh, has always stood out to me, and it's in the structure of it, which parallels the structure of the song very well, and, you know, I'm not going to break that down in any great detail, but uh, I guess the easiest way to describe it is, you know, you get the outro, the kind of the end of the song gets very heavy. And, you know, we got start to get quicker edits and quicker cuts and stuff like that in the in the visuals. I've always loved the fact that for most of this song and most of the video, we only follow our main character, the little shriveled up man or creature that I mentioned before. He finds the box in the floor. He just walks around this space while the song plays and, you know, sees a lot of darkness and stuff that we mentioned. But when the song picks up and we kind of hit that last, you know, chorus and the solo to lead us out, we actually get to see a lot of different stop motion animated beings. Like there's there's like, you know, big looking people, small looking people. There's one guy with like there's this shot that always stands out to me where it looks like it's some weird steampunk person with a gun or something or a cannon. And it's like there's a shot where he like rotates the cannon to be pointing at the camera and then he looks down at sights. And I've always been kind of amazed by they set the stage of this one character and then just boom, rapid fire. We get all these other characters as the song goes out. There are some other cases in these videos, which we'll talk about, where they they do something similar and I don't like it. But for some reason that I can't nail down, I've loved the way that kind of the the growth of what you expect to be in this music video changes as the song gets more expansive. Does that make sense? I'm not the best person to dissect something like this, though. But yeah, I, I could definitely uh, agree to that. Well, I guess you know we'll we'll talk about it, of course. But the 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 juxtaposition, I, I would I would say would be Stink Fist, which is our blue lighting video that uh, the first one that Zach mentioned, where it's just kind of like you know there's no real changes in the song. We'll be in the middle of a of a verse or you know in the middle of a chorus, and we'll start to get new blue characters, and it's kind of like. I guess that's where I see a bit more of a disconnect between the video and the music, where in Sober, it's like, okay, you know, they change the tempo, 
they they're ramping up for a, a reason in this song because it's all about I want to stay sober and then you don't stay sober and then you get all these other characters and that really mimics it well and I've always loved that. Couldn't disagree. Right on, right on. Well, let's see if those YouTube commenters are going to disagree. <laughs> all right. First comment. Nobody cares what year you're listening to this in. That is there more or is that nope. it? Nope. Nope, because every single comment under that has likes of Who's listening in 2018? Oh. Best song ever, 2019 Oh, okay, that makes a little more sense I was, I, When you said that, when you read that comment I was thinking to myself, like It's a very arbitrary thing to state <laughs> But okay, other people pe- Do people do that on YouTube? They say what yeah. year they're listening to it in? Yeah Why? <laughs> like, why? Who would ever care? Because to say it's still popular Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't understand that in the slightest, but okay. All right. Uh, Rob, this, this comment has a time code, but it's a part that Rob explicitly mentioned. The little guy, his little arm starts like vibrating. Oh, somebody, yeah. Somebody has that and says, me after no nut November. <laughs> that's, that's a low-hanging fruit joke. <laughs> you see anybody whose arm's moving in a, a masturbatory fashion, you can make that joke. Maybe my second phrase of the English English language: masturbatory fashion. Masturbatory fashion. Next to what? What was the other one from? Oh, um, not real scary stories. Oh, I can't remember the name, but it was par- uh, Parental Debt Hunger Games. Remember that one? Parental. De- <laughs> well, there's also malignant narcissism. That is my favorite. Malignant con- narcissism. Yeah. What That's the my, hell, my- What the hell did we talk about? That Romero Ro- was involved in. What the hell was? Romero. Yeah. The the. The anthology series with the... Oh, Tales from the Dark Side? Tales from the Dark Side, that's what... Yeah, that's where Parental Debt Hunger Games came from. <laughs> I couldn't remember that, man. Oh, damn. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, okay, here's the next one. I know this song is about drugs, but the video reminds me that there's a tiny poor man in my stomach who makes sure my intestines work properly. <laughs> can't, can't argue with that. <laughs> that's probably the moral of the song. <laughs> Sucks Tool isn't on Spotify. Sucks that Spotify exists and people care so much about it, but that's a discussion for another day. I peeled a potato to this song. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa, like weird flex, but okay. (laughs) All right, here's one referencing the same clip of the guy and his vibrating arm said in a very very particular voice, the butthead voice. Oh. if I could move my hand like oh, I can't try to think I can do it, I can do a butthead. Um, I'm gonna take a couple tries. If I could move my hand that fast, I'd never leave the house. <laughs> oh God! See the masturbatory motions—they're just low-hanging fruit, you no, know. No masturbatory fashion. Masturb. Okay, I'm sorry. Masturbatory fashion. Yes, because the right. motions are occurring in a masturbatory fashion. Thank you, Zach. All right. Now here's another one. Now that's a meat pipe. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the bass in the song gives me superpowers. Okay, I, I wish that happened for me, but uh, it might be a superpower that I don't know about, like a dumb superpower. Like okay. maybe I can maybe I can draw perfectly straight lines now. Why does everyone who comments seem like they do drugs? <laughs> I'm I don't gonna know. Let the, one I'm going to let the, author- the, the authority on this was- answer this question. One of the comments was legitimately, I used to do drugs. So this person's comment is invalidated. (laughs) 
And last but not least, listening to old Tool songs because Google tricked me saying there was a new album. Oh my god, I did not think that was going to come into this discussion. <laughs> I was tricked by that as well. Uh, Google, maybe, I don't know, it must have been a few, definitely in 2018, maybe in October or September, Google notification pushed, pushed out like a, a huge uh, notification, like, you know, through your news feed or whatever that said Tool had released a new album. But it ended up being a misclassification. There was like some French band whose name I don't remember. They released an album called Tool. But like Google thought it was a Tool album and everybody got upset. Well, the comment was written six months ago, so that sounds about right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember waking up one morning, looking at my phone, and I have a notification that says Tool released new music. And I spent like an hour searching for it until I figured out that it was not true. I'm sorry to hear that, sir. My yes. my condolences. You know, that's just the the life I live, looking for music, you know? <laughs> uh, anything else about Sober? No, I, I think Sober is one that, you know, everybody should check out. You should give it a watch. Uh, whether it'll frighten you, you know, you don't have to make it through the whole thing. But it's a great song. It's a great music video. I think it has been recognized by some other, you know, agencies. It's won some awards, the music video in particular. So definitely check it out and really, you know, check out all these if you want to get a sense of the nonsense we're talking about. Because I think I'm realizing that we're not that we just aren't. It's that I think sometimes we're going to be incapable of describing what goes on in these music videos. Yeah. uh, Pointing out once again, I'll have a link in the show notes to a playlist of all these videos. Nice. Yeah. Great. All right. All right, Rob, what's the next one on our docket? The next one is Prison Sex. It's a great name for a song, isn't it? Rob, have you ever been to prison? I have not. Well, not as like a convicted person. I've been to a prison as like a visitor. Ooh, even better. <laughs> but there was no sex. <laughs> oh, so you get the real experience. So I, I will say, though, that uh, I have had the honor to see Tool in concert once. And... Uh, I was at the Pepsi Center in Denver, which is, you know, their big arena, and I was up in the nosebleeds, and uh, at some point between them playing songs, a woman in the crowd screamed out, prison sex, because she wanted them to play it, and I found that very comical. (laughs) (laughs) So even though though there's no music video for it, I'm sure Zach is well aware that uh, Tool also has a song called Hooker with a Penis. I was Ooh. I was very tempted to scream that out during the concert. <laughs> Compete with the prison sex woman to start screaming out uh, explicit titles of Tool songs? Exactly. <laughs> so yes, prison sex. And as I think I mentioned before, this was the video I had never seen before. This was one of the ones when I was you know researching Tool because I thought of Sober uh, and the Schism video that I really enjoy. Um, uh, but... This one I had never heard about, well, the video, and when I watched it, uh, I was like, this just fits right in the collection of Tool music videos. (laughs) I think I mentioned earlier that I would describe this as the grotesque version of Pinocchio. For some reason, I I feel that this music video is like Tool's retelling of the Pinocchio story, except Pinocchio is, like, dismembered, and the Geppetto character, who is basically a xenomorph, is more of a captor than a creator. What do you think? Does that resonate with you at all? Uh, 
Yeah, this, you get some Pinocchio-esque vibes from this. But I think anything that has like a small little character that's being put together is good to invoke that comparison. Okay, sure, sure. No, this is this, I have to say this is the video that kind of started to turn me off to the whole series of this because it mm-hmm. felt like now it's like okay they're doing weird just for weird shtick. Like it felt yeah. like it felt like it's now like okay this is this being done to uh, upset someone like this is being done just to sit there get a a response mm-hmm. and I this is when I started to, like check out where I'm like okay. I, I thought like when we when we originally watched Odd Sack and I made the comment about Rob Zombie's Wet Dream, that was kind of like one one segment and that was it. Yeah, and it, it went on to different things. This is like, oh, this is going to be a theme. This is going to be a common thread yeah. that runs throughout all these, and, and it kind of diminishes everything else because it's just like, okay, we're we know how to do this one thing very well, and we're just going to keep doing it. And like anything with a law of diminishing return, it's just like, okay, you're you're going to wear out the novelty if it's if this is all you do mm-hmm. yes this is why i started to become uh disenchanted if i already wasn't disenchanted okay okay i think that you know i was kind of since i had never seen this one before i was kind of along for the ride because i was like oh yeah you know a tool song i know and i like prison sex isn't one of my favorite tool songs but i'm all, I'm all right with it um it's definitely like not a hooker with a penis <laughs> you can say hooker that's okay <laughs> I've said a lot of things this episode so far that we're gonna have to bleep out. Okay, Zach's uh, Zach's breaking his own moral ground here. <laughs> no, I said I'm allowed. No, I'm allowed to when I'm quoting something. That's true. That's true. The last thing I want to say about um, the prison sex video is in in contrast to the sober video, where you know sober is one I've I've seen many times in love. Prison sex, you know, I've seen once now, basically. Um, I think the imagery of prison sex, and of course I understand I might be biased because uh, of, you know, my my um, uh, saturation with it, I guess, or exposure to it. I found the imagery in prison sex a lot scarier than that of sober. Because sober is a very isolated experience. For most of that video, you just have the man or the main character walking around empty hallways until he you know, opens a door and there's... There's organs behind it until he takes out a piece of a pipe and, you know, there's meat behind it. And then their end, you get a lot of this weird imagery, but it's not really scary. In prison sex, I definitely get the sense that we are seeing our Pinocchio-like character with no legs. So, you know, he's moving around using his hands to pull his body. It's kind of trapped somewhere. And every now and then the, the xenomorph or the alien thing in black latex, the Geppetto-type character... It comes in and it takes it to, like, its lab or something. And every single time it does this, the puppet plays dead. And there's a lot of scenes where the the alien or the xenomorph, or whatever the hell we're calling it, it's like, it seems like it's trying to get it to react, the puppet to react while it's in the lab. But it is just constantly playing dead. And there's even a, some scenes where it's like the alien will look away and you'll see the eye of the of the puppet move. So it's like the puppet is purposely playing dead while it's around this thing. And there's something really unnerving about that atmosphere. And I definitely felt it while I was watching this video. Then near the end, there's that shot where like the alien is like painting something or like operating on the puppet. And the puppet like finally moves its arm to like interact with the alien. And the alien like holds it down. 
So it's like, you know, this whole time the alien is like, I want this thing to react, and it doesn't. It keeps playing dead. And that, in turn, gets the alien so fed up that it's going to do something to change this puppet. And that's what gets it to react, but it's so far beyond the point that the alien's like, I don't care anymore. Like, you missed your chance. Like, there's something, like, I don't know why, but for some reason I feel like I empathize in this crazy, like, hostage scenario with you are your own worst enemy. Like, you think what you're doing is right, but that's just pushing your captor to do something even worse to you that you're not going to be able to stop. That is very unnerving to me. I would rather find organs in my walls than that situation. (laughs) Oh, definitely. That's an interesting interesting thing to rank. <laughs> YouTube comments. Yes, let's see what they got. Uh, fun fact, sodomy is illegal in the United States of America. Is there a timestamp on that comment? Or was that not a comment? Were you just telling me that? <laughs> <laughs> One year ago. One year ago? I guess I don't know what the legal definition of sodomy is, and we probably shouldn't go down that rabbit hole, right? <laughs> No, no semantics for that. No semantics <laughs> arguing over that. Toy Story Four? Question mark. After how dark the ending or the near ending of Toy Story Three was, where they're all going to like the the, um, the incinerator, and they're like, "I guess we're gonna die together, fellas." And there's a snake in my boot. Toy, <laughs> Toy Story Four could get even darker. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Um, <laughs> If Adam Jones makes a full-length stop-motion movie, he would put Tim Burton to shame. Oh, nice. Tying it back into the Tim Burton. And I have to agree. I, like I said before, I didn't think about it that way, but you, you hit the nail on the head, Zach, that Tim Burton style. Tim Burton, I definitely think, is you know kicking himself for not coming up with this. Looks like Slender Man went through a weird latex fetish phase. Okay, I'm glad somebody else thought you know, latex for that thing and not just the xenomorph from Alien. It can sometimes be awkward to tell people one of your favorite songs is about rape. Not that it stops me or anything, but you know. <laughs> See, Zach, you need to take that same mentality and apply it to your love of 18s. Thank you, Rob, for making <laughs> a comparison person, between the two. This, this person is not upset that their favorite song is about rape. You should not be upset that your favorite songs are from a forgotten era. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say dancing, but... Well... <laughs> Take it in stride, Zach. <laughs> this song is about ham sausage. Hand sausage? Is that what you said? No, ham sausage. Ham. Ham sausage. To each his own. One person said it was about rape. One said it was about ham sausage. Okay, last but not least. Fortnite. <laughs> Just Fortnite? Just Fortnite. Just Fortnite. Oh, God. Okay. Um, why not? <laughs> I don't know enough about Fortnite to know how this would ever possibly relate, but I'm going to guess that it doesn't. All right. No, I think uh, I think that's it for prison sex. Um, let's let's keep going with the uh, the crazy visuals as we get into, I think, what Zach said he loved the name of Stink Fist. Yes. The video about a blue man and his jar. This one I have maybe the least amount of notes on. Because I was watching this, and I was just like, what the fuck is this about? Like, this is this is where I think, for me, it set in. Where Zach, you know, said really prison sex, where it set in for him. This was the one where I was like, this is just 
a, a gross amalgam, gross as in large, not gross as in disgusting, a gross amalgamation of an insane amount of ideas, I feel. Like, I really do not get any cohesiveness from this video. Where I did, in prison sex, of course, I, I, I explained it. But this, I, my notes are like, there's a man in his jar, and then he eats a nail, and he shoots it out of his belly button. And then there's a smoking apparatus. And then there's other blue creatures. And then there's a slug creature. And it's just like, it just, it, it, there's, I don't really get any jointedness, any connectivity between any of this video. And that's, that's I'm not saying, you know, that never happens, but that's really unique for me. Because if there's one thing I think I can do, not saying I can do it well, uh, I'm just, I, I can find meaning or possible meaning in things when there isn't any. Like, Zach knows me and my love of Finnegan's Wake, which everybody calls the book of nonsense. But this man is on just a whole nother level from the way my brain operates. So this is where I'm hoping Zach comes in and has, like, an essay written about what he thinks this video is detailing. Am I right? No, I think a lot of this is, is weird for the sake of being weird. Yeah. I, I, there, there's a lot of uh, just, let, let's just be weird. It's like, let's... Like, there's a lot of imagination here. There's a lot of effort. Like none of this again, once again, by accident. I, I, I even though I this this isn't by any means my cup of tea, I can't deny that there isn't an insane amount of uh, intricate effort that went into this. Like Absolutely. that's like that's the thing that makes it a little disappointing is that it, even though it comes across as just kind of uh, all over the place. Yes. There is a lot of effort here, and you don't usually put that much effort into something unless you have a plan in mind. Yeah, and you know that I think is where um, you know I I'm kind of baffled, or, or maybe not baffled, but blown away by it is because you know I well yes we do use that phrase weird for the sake of being weird. We say that often on this podcast, and certainly in this series, I would say. But I, I'm I've never been, and still am not, the biggest believer of that. I think that things get created with intentions but or with certain ideas in mind. And the brain is that amazing thing that can take those intentions. And when you create something, it applies this transformative function to it that gives you something different. You know, like the easiest example is you say, I'm going to draw a dog. You sit down, you draw a dog. Guess what? It's probably not going to look like what you thought of. I feel like that's the same way for any creative medium. You always have something that's maybe not lost in translation, but transformed in that translation. So I always believe there's a meaning there. And it's, I find it, it's really difficult to obscure that. And this video did it. I think that's what you're saying as well, Zach. Yeah, like obviously um, like any sort of artist that wants to, to, to express a message or an opinion, you want to make it digestible for your audience. Yeah. And don't be wrong, there are people out there that like deliberately muddying the waters. But the problem is that the, when you do that, you're sometimes a lot of times doing it arbitrarily. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to intentionally muddy the waters because obviously yes. you, you kind of can't control the process when you're trying to throw it. It's, again, it's it's like how do you throw someone off? It's it's, it's kind of like it's the narcissism of something. Like um, when you have these – oh, God, I don't, I don't want to make a Batman reference. But it's kind of like like the Riddler almost. It's like you, you want to throw people off your trail, but not enough that they can't eventually find it, find you if they try hard yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. And with something like this, they know that the visuals are going to turn off 99.999% of people. Mm -hmm. So you have to be really, really, really engaged to pursue this to its its intellectual conclusion. 
Yes. And I, I, like I said, there's an insane amount of just imagination here. I don't know whoever worked on this, how they don't work for Hollywood at some point. Cause it really is. I, I love all the budget they had for this. It, you're, I, I don't know how you how you make this on a budget or on a, mm-hmm. on a uh, quote unquote cost effective one. But no, like I said, it, it's visually impressive, but it's also very disenfranchising. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's just, it's yeah, constant, constantly slinging weird imagery at us that, you know, I can't make heads or tails of. And, you know, even for me, there's limits of, you know, I'll watch weird for the sake of weird. You know, I will I will watch, you know, that those sections of odd sack that are just colors flashing at the screen. I will watch that more intently than anything. But but this just doesn't strike that chord with me. And I don't know. I, there's just some reason I can't get into it. I love the song. Don't get me wrong. Stink Fist is great. I've loved that song for a long time. Um, I, I think they played it when I saw them in concert. But this video is just so separate from the way I think and the way I, I want to think. It's It just seems so strange. It feels so strange. Yeah, I think we've talked about it before. It's just the idea of doing something. I think we talked about it during the holiday special. We did the Star Wars holiday special. It's the idea of doing something. Like, anybody can do something weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I can just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall that's meant to sit there, uh, upset people. And when they walk away, it's like, okay, it's not hard to make people walk away. Yes. In order to make something surreal, there has to be a baseline to it. Again, it's it's the eraser head. It's the Star Wars holiday special. You need that that kind of just uh, oh Lord, uh, even like a balanced floor or just a flat floor, yeah, just enough that people are able to get into it. Then you start playing with everything. You need that. You need the baseline of reality. And with something like this, it's never there. Yeah, I. I... I, I think I've said it to, to Zach before. I can't remember who was on this podcast, but he's expressed that sentiment or that belief of his, which I completely agree with, because I think it hits the nail on the head. It, I, I've always had an issue when people are like, they talk about the concept of surrealism, and they're like, it's stupid, it's just not real. And that's not what surrealism is. Like Zach said, you need that foundation somewhere. Hell, that's where the term surreal comes from, from the French surreal, like on top of reality. Like it is it is taking reality and pushing it for a purpose. And so I'm totally with you there, Zach. Cool beans. Now, if there's nothing else, I guess I have to ask, do any of the YouTube commenters have deeper insight into this music video? Maybe they can enlighten us. Do you need to even ask? <laughs> I'm 62 and still love Maynard and crew. My grandchildren still can't believe their grandmother listens to this and loves it. You're never too old. Right on. Young people might think that if they get into Tool or Maynard. Maynard James Keenan is the singer, for those of you who might not know. Um, he does also Pucifer and A Perfect Circle. He's a part of those bands. And I think that, you know, when people get into them, they kind of don't realize that... Um, Older people can be into this stuff, but the times that I've seen uh, Pucifer and Tool, you know, I, I've never gotten the chance to see a perfect circle. I've usually been on the younger side of the crowd. You know, this this music very much has a a grounding in progressive rock, which is not our generation style of music. Progressive rock is 70s and 80s, you know, yes, Rush, Pink Floyd, that type of stuff. And I think people who are fans of those would go on to be fans of Tool, you know, 62, 72. Yeah, right on. 
two minutes, 58 seconds, when the, the arm comes out of the mirror and touches the guy's, like, belly, stomach, mm-hmm. when she touched the D for the first time. <laughs> I guess I knew that YouTube comments were probably 99.9% sexual. So I, I guess it's a, my own fault that I'm more surprised that we're hearing so many of them. <laughs> All right. Uh, to, to continue on that note. So fist occasion spelled S-O-F-I-S-T-I-C-A-T-I-O-N. Okay. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not a bad uh... – that, that wouldn't be a portmanteau. There's some other name for that when you replace part of a word with a different spelling. But no, okay, that's that's pretty good. I like that. Maynard wrote this after he had colonoscopy. True story. That I do not know for sure. I'm actually not well-versed in my history of Maynard. I only really know what Maynard does now. He's a very private person, uh, even though he has all this musical interest. Um, I know he runs his own winery. Caduceus Wines, and I've actually had it, and it's pretty good, even though I'm not a big red wine fan. So, good for Maynard now. Uh, I'm sure he's gotten a colonoscopy at one point in his life, though. Those who dislike this video are just butthurt, dot, 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 <laughs> so are the ones who liked it, wink, wink. Can I can I just say that I first heard the term butthurt, I think, in like my sophomore year of college, and I oh, just really? loved it. I've loved it ever since. Like, There's something that just rolls off the tongue. Like, when you use butthurt for very, like, you know, mundane things in everyday life, like, I remember saying to one of my roommates once that my teacher was butthurt because I didn't turn in an assignment. Like, that's funny. That's really funny to me. (laughs) You will never have a powdery, androgynous blue girlfriend to call your own. Why live? You know, that's a fair point. Not that I, not that I think I want a powdery blue androgynous girlfriend. Can you call a girlfriend androgynous or an androgynous <laughs> girlfriend? There's probably a better order for that. Um, but, but I don't. Like I said, I don't know if I want one. But they're probably correct in saying that I couldn't get one. Okay, this is gonna be a controversial comment. This band is just Radiohead for Juggalos. That's got to be one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, it has 12 replies. <laughs> okay. when, the a- when the average is about zero. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, I'm sure there are some juggalos that would like this music. I would imagine it's a small subset of them. Because if you're a juggalo, you are into a very, very different lyrical and vocal structure than what Maynard's doing. And to put Radiohead anywhere near these two bands, you just have a fundamental misunderstanding of what Radiohead and and Mr. York is. So can you thumb him down, Zach? Sure. Can you give a dislike to him for me? (laughs) Okay, uh, the person who makes these videos either had an abusive childhood... (laughs) The person who makes these music videos either had an abusive childhood or an amazing one. See... When you when, before you restarted, it sounded like you were gonna say an abusive child horde. Oh, and that just makes me think of that. It's like you know, an adult or a couple. They have like fifteen children, but the children like have a coup in their household, and they take them over, and it's abusive child horde. horde. That, <laughs> I think we just got another sketch for my third round of uh, of TV writing, Zach. <laughs> oh my god! And last but not least. Holy fart, I love this song. Yap, okay. 
did uh did uh s hussein write that <laughs> or whatever his name was who did the last jedi review for oh, oh saddam hussein yeah yeah that sounds like something he would put like very video very yeah, film hey. very yeah. film yeah <laughs> oh good lord no okay. more youtube comments for a stink fist so we moving on to uh anim anima anima yes, yes. ever pronouncing it <laughs> we'll have to put a clip of the song in so you can hear how he how maynard pronounces it all right now this is one where i definitely picked up big time on that bondage image imagery not that we didn't get it in the previous but this one i think we get a lot of at the start the man in the suit carrying this body tiny body that's wrapped up puts it on a pedestal cuts some ropes and then we kind of switch over to stop motion and uh, while much along the uh, the lines of the previous video where i don't really understand what this video is trying to go for or represent i appreciated the imagery or enjoyed the imagery in this uh this video a lot more i really like that you know a lot of this is just different cuts of our stop motion creature in rooms where the water level is rapidly changing like not just rising but rising and falling there's something that that's really cool i think with that or i've always thought has, has looked really cool um you know maybe you know ever since our tangerine reef discussion and how much i love marine life i just you know have a thing for water and that's been established but, um, you know, once again, I, I don't want to, you know, harp on it, but that weird for the sake of being weird, not understanding the intentions of the creators, that's where this kind of falls again. I also have to say, which I think is going to be another hot take, this is not one of my favorite Tool songs. I, I'm kind of upset that they made this into a video instead of some of the other ones they could have. But, hey, you know, we've talked about that, too. YouTube comment. <laughs> That's that's it. You gonna have anything for this one? Uh, it, it's like the others. There's weird stuff going on. There's a claymation man. He's blue. Uh, he's reaching for something. There's uh, fetus imagery. Sure, that makes it all the better. Um, <laughs> he's contorting himself. Uh, something happens. Wide shot of roots or nerves or hairs. Scary yeah. imagery. Uh, needle in the eye. Weird imagery. Oh, yeah. Stuff happens. Cut to black. Another thing I don't like about weird for the sake of being weird is when it has uh, quick cuts. Like I want to uh, be able, to, I want to be able to soak in the weirdness yeah, by when cutting it's purposely disorienting. I hear yes. you. Yeah, when you when you put it in deliberately orienting, that's there to make me lose my balance. I'm like, nope. If you want me to appreciate this, you gotta let me savor it. It's kind of just, oh my god, you're you're hitting me over the head with it all at once. Yeah, like I said, this I, I, you lost me a couple ones ago. I realize because again, I feel <laughs> I know this might be another controversial statement, just like the guy who compared them the Radiohead for Juggalos. Um, like again, I there's on a visual level again divorcing the music from the visuals. Anima and Stinkfist could be the exact same thing. Like, in all honesty, yeah. you, could, you could take the song and just swap the songs on the videos. And would there really be that much more of a profound impact? No, no, you're right. You're right. And I think that gets it to what I, I was saying even earlier when I, I mentioned why I loved Sober so much, where I think there actually is some connection, maybe not with the story of the video, but with the editing of the video with the music. You're so right on these last two, Stink Fisted Anima, that you could swap them because to me, it doesn't seem like any of the the changes in the song, the beats of the song match up with anything inherently in the video. So yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you could play a shell game with these and 
and do like a Pepsi challenge to see if somebody knows what the real Tool video is that goes with the song. Except for the fact that one's one's what longer than the other. Yeah, so there had to be some editing, but it, I think it's. I, I I like the idea. I'll say it. Yes. Way. Yes. Like I said, I. In, and for any tool fans out there that are punching their fist through their computer screen. Yeah, um, sorry, I, sorry, Phil. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> I, I, I am a novice, completely disregard I want everyone to disregard my opinions on this. Rob dragged me to the party and is forcing me to talk to people. <laughs> As I often do. So yeah. I'm I'm a joke, folks. I, I am a I'm a juggalo. Please do not uh, <laughs> I'm a juggalo. He's wearing the face paint right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay. Well, then, yeah. Let's uh, let's do some YouTube comments. Let's see if uh, they have any enlightening statements okay. for us. Uh, of course, it's YouTube. Um, who is still rocking this in 2019? Oh God, I can't believe that's a thing. Who cares? You go look on any music video on youtube you will see a lot of that so what if what if you right now commented on this video listening from 1972 would there people, be an insane amount that. of people, people that go people do that people will do that yeah that it, happens yeah, too but do people reply to them and go no oh that's not what year it is no <laughs> like, people, people take that much time out of their day people will comment saying the song wasn't written until insert date here oh god oh god you know what? Maybe maybe it's a peaceful, serene life where all you have to do is correct people on the internet. Maybe there's something a lot calmer about that than whatever we're doing. Maybe it's the way to live. I remember once, uh, history with Rob and YouTube comments. I remember I was at Rob's house like a decade ago, and I remember we were doing something, and I forgot they were going to release the first single from High School Musical 3, and they were playing it on Radio Disney. And I'm like, like out of nowhere, it's like 4.30 in the afternoon, and I'm like, quick, somebody get me an AM radio! And like, and like Rob like ran to like his parents' bathroom, pulled out like a radio, and I'm like, I'm quickly trying to like do the, like, I get the station tuned, and I think I caught the last like 30 seconds of the song, and I'm like, gah! And Rob's like, maybe it's online already. And we looked. It, it actually was somebody had, I guess, digitally recorded the, mm -hmm. the radio broadcast. And I'm listening to it. I went to go type a comment. And Rob's like, you're not really going to do that, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've never been shamed before out of typing a YouTube comment. But apparently there's a first time for everything. Yeah, that that was probably um, the beginnings or near the beginnings of, you know, my complete and utter contempt for social media, <laughs> you know, the concept of sharing things on the internet. And I, I know this will probably disenfranchise people, but when you post pictures of your fucking pets, no one cares. No one should ever care. You should never do that. You're wasting your life away. But to each his own, like we've said many times before. <laughs> oh man, but Rob just got real, folks. It doesn't happen now. Every once in a while, Rob opens up, and that was one of those brief moments. You got, <laughs> you got a peek inside the inner psyche of Rob. Hope, <laughs> I hope you. I'm glad we have that recorded because that might not ever happen again. Zach's gonna make that the new intro theme song. He's gonna make that <laughs> auto tune. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, comment. I used to traumatize the living crap out of my younger siblings with tool videos. LOL. I like that they said tool videos and not just this song, because as I'm sure we might talk about later in this episode, how can we use these to get reactions out of people? And it's not that difficult. <laughs> no, low-hanging fruit. Yeah. I imagine Maynard was probably stuck in traffic when he wrote this. 
Uh, okay, I don't think I know enough about Mater to uh, even envision him stuck in traffic, but sure. <laughs> 2016 presidential election brought me here. Do you have any insight? Was that, like, was this used well, in the... Was there well, even no. a 2016 presidential election? <laughs> Somehow Rob slipped through that whole that whole 18-month-long campaign cycle. <laughs> Did that even happen? <laughs> um, I don't know how to swim. Bummer. <laughs> Anyone else feel like swimming? <laughs> Is that the same comment? No, different person. Those are different comments? Okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Election day, and we need that comment. What the hell did this have to do with the election? Because I think the title of it is Enema. I think that's kind of like flush the crap out. Oh, okay. I could see that for sure. When I was a child, my dad played this. Therefore, when I flush the toilet, I sing this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we got someone else's a look into someone else's story. <laughs> that comment. <laughs> All right. And um, maybe the best comment for this. <laughs> Yule cowards don't even smoke crack. <laughs> I want it on record. It's not y'all cowards. It's you, Yule. Y O U apostrophe L L. Like you will. Yes, you will cowards don't. It's it's don't, not don't. There's no apostrophe. Don't <laughs> even smoke crack. Yule cowards don't even smoke crack. Yo, let's okay. Let's throw out whatever idea we had for the Cinemodities sticker and replace it with that phrase. <laughs> I don't care if it's 10 bucks a sticker. We gotta get these bridges. <laughs> Your cowards don't even smoke crack. I want this on, like, the binder that I keep my notes in for teaching. I want this on a, as a bumper sticker on my car. I want to give this to people. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it has, it has a rep so, someone replied. Viper much? question mark viper much hmm i think we might have discovered a whole different uh, communication form in the youtube comments right yeah yeah maybe that's some drug slang i'm not even aware of who knows all right i am thumbs upping it nice i am nice. thumbs upping it you all right don't do crack much <laughs> your cowards don't even don't even smoke crack Oh, that's uh, great. i think we found a new slogan for cinematics forget yep. late night movies with rob and zach it is Y'all cowards don't even smoke crack. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right, Rob, are we going to try topping that or are we going to move on to our next video? Uh, I say let's move on. Not oh. only because that is a great one, and I don't know if we should even attempt to top it, but because we have three videos remaining, and they are the three Tool songs that were in Guitar Hero World Tour. So I've played them, Zach's played them, I've seen, well, I actually don't remember Zach playing them, but I, Zach's watched me play them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds more right. So, uh, and as Zach said, he remembered one of them, and that's the first one we have, which is Schism. I am so excited that we're into the Guitar Hero songs. I was hoping Zach might have had a better memory, or even busted out his old Guitar Hero World Tour, because... As we'll talk about it for each one of these. The background, when you play these songs in Guitar Hero World Tour, the, the background images are based off of the imagery from these music videos. Oh, yeah. And that's really cool, as far as I know, except I, I don't know. Well, 
if if you know anything about the new Guitar Hero, where it's the two rows of three and not the one row of five, they only have songs that are music videos on there. So that's a different category. But as far as I know, in the classic Guitar Hero, the one that I know and love, this is the only instance that they ever did this, which is really neat. They took Tool, a band that I loved, and they integrated it in a in a cool way into a game that I also loved. It just, you know, checked all the boxes for me. I'm glad someone was there to appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I think Zach was like pouring bleach into his eyes when I was like, no, I got to play the eight minute song again because I didn't get 100 <laughs> percent. As I was listening to this, I could definitely see why they picked it for Guitar Hero. Like this is like this is like uh, back when they actually still cared for Guitar Hero. Like when they cared about making the songs about like playing the guitar, mm-hmm. not Band Hero. When you have uh, Haley Williams from Paramore play the guitar, yeah, who at the time of release couldn't play the guitar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was one of Rob's favorite uh, talking points for that game. Was like, why on earth is she allowed to use the guitar? She can't play in real life. <laughs> Kind of hard to believe that you could play as Taylor Swift in a video game. I, I, in retrospect, we think about that, but Taylor Swift was legit playable character in a video yep. game. Yep. All right, Rob, so tell us some more about Schism. I think I mentioned earlier that I do really enjoy this video. I think the way I want to start it, because Zach set the stage fairly well when he uh, gave his brief summaries at the start, that we have people with blue lighting. Part of the reason why I like this more, which is the imagery and some of the things these people do with their bodies... I have a question for Zach. Is this, does this video have the best live action representation of the drugs from Fantastic Planet? Because even though I don't think that's what they're going for, when I look at the people in this video, I really get a Fantastic Planet flair. Not just from the big blue creatures, but in the second half of this video, we have tiny humanoid creatures attacking the bigger ones. So I definitely got that sense of Fantastic Planet. Were you checked in enough to get that or <laughs> at this point? Or were you... Um, you know, what do you think? No, because... Okay, the only thing... Uh, I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I have to say against that... I think it's a rather apt comparison. But I think their faces are a little too... Still human, human-like. Yeah, and I, those, and, big, and, those big eyes that never move and are always staring directly into the camera, yep. Yeah, that I could see, again, the blue big creatures, little blue creatures attacking them, I get it. I'm sorry, not obviously, but the creatures attacking them, I get mm-hmm. it, but um, I say the, human, the human-like face is just a little too human-like compared to that. But yes, no, I could definitely okay. see. I would imagine whoever made this probably was inspired by that to some degree. Oh, I yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it... Um, uh, way back when on our Fantastic Planet episode, but I actually found out about Fantastic Planet because someone, uh, not a person involved a tool, a fan, they took scenes from Fantastic Planet and paired it with uh, a Perfect Circle music, or sorry, Pucifer music, Indigo Children. And so whoever that was, the Pucifer songs came much after this song and, t- and the Tool music videos we've talked about. So I would imagine that that person who created that fan edit with Fantastic Planet has seen these videos and really liked them. And so, you know, I think there is that kind of, you know, group inspiration where it's like the f- not just Tool, but the fans of Tool are touched by this Fantastic Planet project in some way. I- and along with all the other people we talked about, because I-, I remember in that episode, uh, we talked about this or Fantastic Planet being a large inspiration to a lot of things. 
Yup. Right on. So I guess then my question for you would be, when we do inevitably get the Fantastic Planet live-action remake with either Jared Leto or Marilyn Manson, whichever one Zach decides on, uh, do you think? Don't you think that the drugs would have to be a little more human-like? Because I, I feel like I've just gotten that sense. You know, when you have kind of like animated to live-action adaptions, there's always that we talked about it before that functional transformation that has to take place, and they don't always look exactly the same. And I think a studio or something would probably want more of a humanoid appearance in the drugs. Of course, you know, maybe the eyes would be embellished, the ears are webbed or whatever, um, or spined, however you want to think about it. But they would have to look a little more humanoid. Yeah, but I don't think it would be this, though. Okay, you think this is too far into that human Yeah, aspect? I think, well, well, I think that it's not what they're going for, so it's not going to be that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I guess, yeah, I guess my question is coming from the perspective of I think this is this is probably the, the closest thing I've seen to a Fantastic Planet live action version, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like I said, but I think only it's only in brief, brief pieces. Yeah. It's not meant to be anything seriously looked that way. Okay, okay, fair, fair enough. Well, I guess then along those same lines, we're talking about the blue humanoid, or humans. Um, they are probably my favorite part about this video. I really like that the actors that they get for this video um, do some very weird uh, contortive poses with their bodies, and that shows a lot of really neat imagery off in this video. I think at the very start, we have where there's one blue person um, holding another blue person up by their ankles and, like, rotating the person's head in the sand. And that's that's really interesting. There's another one where they have two humans down on all fours, but their their hips are arched up. Not their backs, their hips are arched up. So they look like big trapezoids. And you have to watch the video, I think, because I can't describe it appropriately. But the people in this all fours, hips arched position, they just bob their heads forward and backwards. Like they're, you know, like they're almost giving themselves whiplash. And it's like very reminiscent of like, you know, the closest way you can get a body, a human body, to mimic a grandfather clock. And there's always been something really interesting about that to me, because that's not a position I would ever find myself in, or I think I would see anybody else in. And that is that is part of these music videos, while yes, we're in that category or realm now of, we don't know what they're representing, they're weird for the sake of weird, but I like when they can give me something that I'm like, oh wow, I've never seen that before, and it's intriguing. That That's, you know, kind of, um, the best I can hope for at this stage of the game with the tool music videos, right? I, I, I guess. I really like the um, the imagery near the end as well. When the little creatures are attacking, they have shots of just the head of one blue person, and they have like little puppets of the creatures like hanging onto the sides of their face, like they're biting their faces, and that imagery is really cool. And I think yeah. they do it well because it's not like, you know, it's CGI'd or anything. It really looks like it's, you have a person, they got their blue face paint, they got their whatever, you know, costume on, and then they just have these four or five puppets hanging off their cheeks, and they're, you know, you're shaking it around. Of course, it's just the, the person's head moving, but they do it in a way that makes it believable. It looks realistic, like they're actually being attacked. Oh, yeah, and then you have the whole fact that when he shakes one of them off, it goes it, it, through, again, stop motion. He kind of lays on the floor and then gets back up and starts to walk around. Yeah, yeah. So definitely cool imagery. Um, and I, I would say this is kind of the one that's at the top of the pile of the ones that I don't get, I don't understand. 
but I, I really, really, you know, can get behind with just those those random shots that are intriguing enough to keep me going through it. And I also, I, I love this song. This is a great song as well about, you know, relationships and communication. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> no, I could definitely see why they picked this for Guitar Hero. This is, once again, another song that I think don't doesn't feel weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, Animal Collective has weird sounding music. This does not sound weird. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tool is very much, you know, more they're in their own their genre of, you know, hard rock, metal, progressive, that blend. They're known. They know what they like. They know what their fans like. They know what they want to do, more importantly, and they stick to it. And and I appreciate that. You know, I have nothing against structure. For, so for sure. Solid for what it is. Uh, the music video. Fantastic Planet, the movie. Yeah, the closest thing we have to a live-action version of Fantastic Planet, yep. <laughs> Until Jared Leto gets a hold of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, YouTube comments? Yeah, let's see what they got for uh, for Schism. Because Schism also, I should say, is uh, one of the more popular Tool songs. I definitely think that when you know you ask some people about Tool, Schism is one of the ones that's going to show up first. The lyrics are somewhat about Ikea. So immediately, I think of I think of the line in this song where he says, "We put the pieces back together." Like the, this song is very much like I said before, relationships, communication. You know, there's stuff where it's like he sings about, you know, the relationship falls apart and they fight, but then they take the pieces and put it back together. So I'm imagining that you know you got two people trying to put together any product from IKEA and they don't do it right and they fight about it, but then they got to go back and actually put it together. <laughs> so I can get behind that. That's a cool analogy. Spotify, please. I don't pay $5 a month to not listen to this. No one should be paying anything for Spotify. And I, I'm, I'm on that boat because I pay for it. And I'm upset about that. <laughs> Here's to 2018. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we should say, hey, everybody listening to this episode of our podcast, we're listening to all eight of these songs in 2019. Smash that like button. <laughs> Pound the like button. You take that like button on a one-way trip to Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we should put that on a sticker, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, that, that's going to be another tag. After we have the Yule Don't Even Smoke Crack, we'll add that. Take that <laughs> Oh my god, I can't even say it without laughing um, <laughs> This video is triggering the schizophrenia Ah, yeah um, That I can't disagree with You know, I, I definitely felt that, you know some, some mental disease was welling up in me as I watched these videos Not a lot of good comments in this one Nothing about Guitar Hero? No, nothing. I'm not seeing one comment. Let me get on YouTube real quick and type out a comment for Zach. There's, okay, I, I found a com <laughs> I found a comment that's like eight paragraphs long. Oh shit! Hey kids, Zach proceeds to read me this eight paragraph long comment, and I then proceed to marvel at it and make the attempt to overanalyze it. We have edited this portion of the podcast. All right, Rob, how are we going to top that? Do we end the whole episode here? Well, we have two more Guitar Hero songs to talk about. How are we going to top it after that nonsense? I mean, one of them one of them's about conic sections, so... Conic My sections favorite. Pretty... Yeah, Zach loves conic sections. Fun fact, that's what Zach actually went to college to study. He majored in conic sections. Not math, uh, just conic sections. Of course. 
None of that, none of that remedial stuff for me. Yeah, he's like, I don't need to know calculus. I just need to know how planes intersect with cones. <laughs> no, but yes, we should continue that, that, on. That's a joke that maybe half a person on the face of this earth will laugh at. <laughs> I like how Rob made a joke that nobody listening to this will laugh at. That's actually true. No one listening to this will probably laugh at that. The only reason that someone listening to this would laugh at that are the people I know that who just laugh when I laugh because they so they don't incur my wrath. <laughs> uh, I hate it when that happens. All right, so you ready to move on? I'm ready. Parabola, like I said, one of our conic sections. Uh, uh, this is our second Guitar Hero song. This one was on Guitar Hero. This is the slowest of the three. Not, you know, kind of um, overall, this is still a fairly heavy song. But in terms of, I remember playing this on Guitar Hero, this has a lot of the, the quieter parts to it. I guess I should say, I don't know for sure if this song is actually about conic sections. Just ever since I have known it, uh, Parabola, I've just always thought that way. So I technically don't know what this song is actually about. But it's a good one. I really do like this one. Um, specifically, I really like the beginning of this video with the weird men in suits with, like, the smushed faces. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes. In the sense of just uh, registering that I, I've seen it, Yes. Sure. So there's there's kind of like the first minute and then the rest of the song. And the first minute is like there's a this group of three of these weird characters, like humanoids with suits on, but their faces are very bulbous and very kind of smushed together. And one of them like comes up to the table and pulls out what looks like a butter knife. And then when it has the butter knife, it like makes an apple appear on the table. It uses the butter knife to cut the apple. And then all the men, like, float upward so they're horizontal, parallel to the table. And they start vomiting on the table, and they circle around it to form a circle. Like, the vomit draws a circle on the table. And then the video just gets crazier and crazier, and I don't really latch on to the other stuff. But that beginning has always stuck out to me. Uh, Of course, I'm, you know, biased. I love the intro to this song as well. The intro to the song is beautiful. Um... But I, I've always really liked that, you know, kind of slightly humanoid but deformed figures that are doing something, you know, common or mundane, but not handling it well, I guess, is the way that I see it. That's always intrigued me, for sure. I wish I could interpret it that way, folks. I really wish I could have. <laughs> so I, I think I figured I would get the most, maybe not the most, but a, a fair amount of pushback from this song because out of all the music videos we watched, this is the longest at just over 10 minutes. So I would imagine Zach like might have went and made a sandwich in the middle of this one. <laughs> Not going to lie, folks. During, I forget, was this one? Or I, I started putting the music videos on mute and started playing other music in the background. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Of course, during the Guitar Hero songs. <laughs> Well, I did at one point was I took the old <clears throat> Guitar Hero controller I have in my closet and I started strumming it. Nice. You were playing Guitar Hero acoustic? Damn straight. Yeah. Nice. Can you play uh, Buckethead acoustic? No one could ever do that. Well, of course. Okay, good. Good answer, Zach. Good if, answer. If, if you believe the legends, maybe. <laughs> Only Buckethead can play Buckethead acoustic. <laughs> All right. Well, so I think that, you know, that's kind of the thing that I wanted to focus on. Um, I really like, like I said, the beginning of that music video. The rest of it is, like we've said already, you know, we're using it as our descriptor this episode. Weird for the sake of being weird. The other thing I do want to say is that um, when I saw Tool in concert in Denver, 
and they played this song, they actually had images, or not the whole thing, but portions of the music video on the screens behind them. And I thought that was actually pretty cool, because that made me feel that maybe there is more of a connection between this video and the song that, you know, I haven't uh, done the, the analysis to really understand. And so it's kind of like, you know, it gives me a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Because, yeah, we've talked about it already, that, yes, the creators of this and the artists have to have some idea, but the muddying of the waters and whatever we called it always takes a toll. But for Tool to play or show this music video while they were playing this song, and it's just a band, you know, it's, it's not like any of the, the other creative forces behind this music video had this or were, took part in this concert, um, they, they have to feel fairly strongly about it, I would think. Uh, from given what I know about Tool and how they feel about their music, so I, I kind of this video has grown on me a little bit because uh, of seeing them kind of hold it in that regard, which I, I find neat. I, I I guess I should say I have never uh, seen that at any other concert I've been to before. I think we mentioned what uh, last week that I've been to more concerts than I can remember, but the only other example that comes to mind is there was one time in a music festival I saw N.W.A. Of course, with uh, Ice Cube is the lead member of N.W.A. Well, I, I saw the living members of N.W.A. Uh, of course, Zach, they wrote one of Zach's favorite songs. Fuck the police! Um, in the middle of one of their songs, they took a pause, and they had the beat still going, but they played a trailer for I, one of Ice Cube's new movies. <laughs> like, literally, in the <laughs> middle of a festival, they played a trailer on the jumbo screen. And I was like, I remember saying to someone that I was standing next to, why the fuck are we watching a commercial? And I was just as angry about that as I was about the Princess Diaries last week. <laughs> this is the first time in the history of mankind that someone has equated NWA with 18s in general, never mind yeah. Heartbreak Lullaby. Yeah, We're breaking new ground, folks. We are breaking new ground once again. Leave it to Cinemodities to get these connections, yep. <laughs> I think the only other thing I want to mention is, once again, like I said, you know, Parabola, uh, we get that um, that imagery. I think it's specifically the flaming eye, like the third eye, you know, like the, uh, the eye that appears in the middle of your forehead. That imagery in this video is taken, you know, exactly for our background in Guitar Hero. You see that eye a lot. And so that, of course, stood out to me. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, this video is a little bit more mundane compared to the other ones. Yeah, yeah, it's like these... Relatively these last, speaking, that is. Yeah, I think, you know, Parabola, and then really, I think, Vicarious, when we get to that next, that one is a lot tamer than the others. It's also a different animation style, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves. What do the YouTube commenters have to say about our favorite conic section? I think the outro riff could cure cancer. Uh, has anybody tested this? Do they, do they <laughs> cite any sources? Have no. they done double-blind trials? Where it's like, okay, you're going to get... No drug. You're going to get a placebo. You're going to get chemo. And you're going to get a tool riff. <laughs> <laughs> this song is clearly about Bill Cosby raping chef Bobby Flay. You threw me for a loop with the second name you dropped in there. <laughs> I was going to say before I heard the Bobby Flay part that uh, I think I know that this song was written well before the Cosby stuff came to the public light. I don't know if Maynard, the, the you know, the uh, writer, the lyricist for Tool, he would have known about the Cosby thing. But as far as I know, that that YouTube person should say the alleged rape, right? Yes, that was about <laughs> to say. There's there's an alleged in there somewhere. Tool is my new favorite band. Sorry, Avenge Sevenfold. 
I applaud that person for moving up in the world and their taste of music. Nay, and I'll say I really like Avenged Sevenfold, but you want more sophisticated and yes, so sophisticated music. You should go to Tool. This song is clearly about Bill Cosby raping Chef Bobby Flay. Another comment. By the same person or a different person? No, different person. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there's something. Okay, Rob, you have to uh, do some research on this and, and do, a, do an insert. Yeah, I have, to, I have to research Bobby Flay, Bill Cosby, and conic sections and their connection. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Oh, this, wow, this video only has, like, oh my God, it only has like 62 comments. I can actually oh, see wow. every single comment. Okay, this is the last comment. Hashtag healing this butt is like healing a chemical burn victim from fatty, dummy, dumbass foods. It's all one hashtag. It's like, it's like, what? I'll repeat what? it again. Hashtag healing this butt is like healing a chemical burn victim from fatties, dumbass foods. I have no idea what that means. Maybe, maybe it has to do with Bobby Flay. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something here that we're missing. Yeah, gee, yeah, there's something. There's a there's a whole le- there's a whole subculture that we're just not privy to, I think. Clearly. <laughs> type in I want you to tell everyone at home right now to type in Tool Bill Cosby and Bobby Flay. See what comes up. We'll edit that out if it turns out you shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Or it'll be like Brian Peppers, just do it anyway. I was just match. about to say, this is like this podcast version of Brian Peppers with <laughs> Bill Cosby. <laughs> Uh, did you have any more YouTube comments for our favorite conic section? Nope, that was it. Only 92 comments. Or, I'm sorry, okay. 62 comments. 62, okay. We read them all. Nice. <laughs> but you can go to our Patreon to hear them all in order. <laughs> so I guess then we just have our last one left. The, uh, the only Tool music video from their last album, or most recent, I should say. My favorite, 10,000 Days. And it's Vicarious. Now, I love this song a lot, not just because it was on Guitar Hero, the third and final track on Guitar Hero. The actual imagery in the song, like when you listen to this song, the imagery it gives you is fantastic. This is a perfect example of Maynard expressing his artistic ability through lyricism. And this is why he's such a good singer and such a good vocalist. I love this song, but I have to say at the same time, I am so butthurt that we don't have a music video for Right In 2. Right In 2 is a later track on this album, and it's probably, another hot take, my favorite Tool song. And I I have always just been upset that we don't get, or didn't get, a music video for Right In 2, because I think that is, like, vicarious on steroids. But Vicarious is a great song, uh, I guess the other thing I want to mention, while it's a great song and while we got a music video for this, I'm not the happiest with the music video because the entire thing is that CGI-looking style. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of the way this music video looks. What do you think? It's very refined. Yeah. That, that's one thing about all the other previous Tool music videos. They're all very gritty. They seem very... um. Uh, they, again, oh god, uh, yeah, gritty is such an over, overused word nowadays. But it feels very tangible. All their videos feel real. They feel like you could reach, you could reach into the screen and touch them. Yes. This not so much. Obviously, this is much more slick. It's computer animated imagery. Yeah, this is what I would say. Um, you know, Zach said it before when we talked about some of our Animal Collective stuff. 
But I would say out of all the music we've talked about, all the visuals that go with music that we've talked about on this podcast, I would say this is the closest thing for me to just a straight-up visualizer. Like, there's nothing unique about this. It's, it's just, you know, oh, we have some colors and... And, you know, yes, I'm biased with the Anima Collective because I, I love the textures of those those scenes in Odsack. But like Zach said, this is refined. This is like what I would get if I downloaded, like, you know, the newest uh, package of updates to, like, the VLC visualized. <laughs> One would be like, the oh, we have the human body uh, nervous system, you know, shown as a translucent through a translucent body. And it, there's, there's nothing really that does it for me with that style. Yeah, I, I yeah, this is kind of just... Again, to each his own, though, but there's something I just don't like about it. It looks like everything else um, looks real. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I, I guess the correct word for all the other music videos, there's a texture to it. There's a texture yeah. to all the videos. And this just, it's just like rounded edged, sleek. It's it's still creepy, but like, it, like something creepy done in the computer is just so sterile. It does nothing for me. Yes, I agree. I agree completely. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I do like the um, the color palette of this video. I probably like it because I watched the first seven, which were all blue for the most part. And then here we got some vibrant reds and deep purples. So I probably like it because of that change of pace. But, but you know, uh, other than that, the imagery, we get some of the imagery in the Guitar Hero background. And I think that's the best imagery from the video. Uh, other than that, you know, the video is really lacking. It's a great song, but a subpar video. Yeah, it's it, no. I won't say it's subpar. It's just not my cup of tea. Like, I, there's someone probably out there that's getting off to it, but it's it's just like like the flea is cool. Watching the flea kind of jump around, do his thing. You couldn't do that live action, sure, or or it's fluidly with stop motion. But no, like I said, it, it's very. It reminds me a lot of Floridada. It has that same sort of like, like just kind of like weird obsession with the human anatomy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Right. Yeah, what's, what's up very, with these bands and obsession with the human anatomy? What, what what's with the the obsession with that? Uh, so um, I think I mentioned it uh, uh, elsewhere in this series. If not this series, it wasn't too long ago. Uh, there's that philosophical school of thought that the only inspiration you can gain is from the creation of life. And I think uh, a lot of artists really, really subscribe to that. Where yes, you can be inspired by object X. But the, the philosophy, like I've said before, that's a very naive description of it. The philosophy is no matter what you're inspired by, you can trace back your inspiration to the creation of life. And I think that there there's, is some merit not to that, uh, that train of thought as a whole or as a blanket or as a generalization, but for some people. I think that that kind of idea came around because a lot of people, a lot of artists, a lot of creative forces really do feel that way. That there's something pure about a fetus, about a child that's just born, about the creation of life, where they get to mold it. They get to, its path is undetermined. And there's a lot of inspiration that comes from that feeling. So that that would be my answer. That's why we kind of see a lot of that imagery. Meh. I know. Needs, I need, Needs more dancing. I'm well, okay. I, w- I was gonna say needs more death. I think the oh. biggest inspiration is the force of mortality, but that is discussion for another time. <laughs> That's for sure. But there is some pretty neat imagery in this, like the eye, like the eye being the eye of like a hurricane or a storm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's cool. It's just the uh, the the medium isn't really my favorite. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. All right, Rob, we ready? You ready for some YouTube comments? Let's do it. This is our last one. Man, I'm, I feel like I got, you know, Stockholm Syndrome coming on. I just want to read them all. 
All right, Rob will like this comment. Try watching this music video, but with Parabola playing. Not saying it's some secret thing Tool did, but it works beautifully. I always thought Parabola yeah. would fit really well with this music video, given the themes of the song. It is tight. That's an interesting idea. I've never tried that before. Um, the only, To be fair, the only pairing of disjointed music and visuals that I ever did was the very, very infamous pairing of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon and The Wizard of Oz. Which I think is complete and utter bullshit. I don't think they line up at all. Um, but the other example I want to say is, I think I told Zach this once before. Um, I know some people that will play the visuals of Odd Sack with Tool albums on in the background. Okay. So, the, you know, to eat, the more you know. Some people are really into that, you know. It's like uh, pairing a wine with a cheese, you know. They, they always kind of, everybody has their own flavor. Gotcha. All right. Oh, yeah, God of my forthcoming. Let that butterball turkey take the brunt of my will. Exclamation mark. <laughs> I just imagine, like, an overworked housewife screaming this on Thanksgiving Day. Like, let this turkey take my will, you know? <laughs> let me repeat that. Oh, yeah, God of my forthcoming. Let that butterball turkey take the brunt of my will. <laughs> Yeah, I could see a, a housewife screaming that at her children. <laughs> oh my god, that, okay, that that's another one that has to be screen capped and saved for. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, um... I think you, I think you just found the one and only snack. Not to get too ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I think I was lacking on snacks for these videos, but the butterball is is one that's going to have to be discussed. Oh my god. Um... Okay, this is another one that's going to stoke Rob's uh, thought process. Our, our view of reality can be distorted by the luminescent screens being placed before us, causing a viral pandemic of lies and fear that will ultimately destroy us. Tear away the veil before this false reality incubates within you and creates a perpetual ocean of chaotic illusion that spreads from one to the other. Break the chains that bind you and awake. I would, I would completely agree that that is what this song is about. The concept of vicariousness, vicariousness, but uh, honestly, the way that sounds, uh, that sounds like someone copy and pasted like what one of the band members said about this song. Like that sounds like so much of what like Maynard or uh, you know Jones would say about their tracks. So interesting. I don't know if that's wholly original. All right, and last but not least, and this is all the comments. The three tail creatures remind me of such similar from the PS3 game Resistance Fall of Man. I don't know if I've ever played that. Have you? Nope. Okay. Well, uh, I guess we'll just that's that's the insight we get from the from the we'll YouTube comment section. We'll have to take this commenter's word for it then, because I'm not going to play that video game now. <laughs> all right, Rob. Does that wrap up our series? Or do you have something more to say about? Did we do it? We talked about all eight. God, we're recording for two and a half hours. All right. Well, I mean, you, you cut out some of the uh, the dead noise or the, the silence between you looking for YouTube comments. We'll get it down to 20 minutes, I bet. <laughs> no, no. So, yes, let's let's jump right into it, Zach. Where would you want to start? I already mentioned that I had some, I was lacking on snacks. So maybe you want to go uh, Cinemodities and Late Night Status first? Uh, sure. Because I'm okay. going to steal the Butterball turkey. Well, let's, let's have it together. How about that? Okay. Um, definite cinematic and late night movie. I might not ever show it to someone as a late night movie, but I would like to have it in my arsenal. And I don't, I think the uh, cinematic status goes without saying. 
I I have to completely agree. I don't think it was any surprise. You know, I, I in terms of cinematity, yes, this is crazy. I don't think I've I've seen. Uh, like I mentioned before, the the other stop motion that I think I've seen that I I really enjoy, like I do enjoy sober, and even just the creativity of you know the stuff in prison sex and and um, uh, schism with the the small creatures, uh, shivering truth, like that's great stop motion. But this this stands out so much to me as you know kind of maybe the only thing I have in my repertoire or library of stop motion paired with music I really really love. And you better believe I'd want to show this to people late at night. You're going to get a reaction. With all the bad experiences I've said, because I think at the start in the Animal Collective episode, I said that I find it weird when you're watching a series of music videos, not just at night, but at any point in time. I think this this kind of breaks that mold. Because there is something strange to these. And if you get someone who's inquisitive or curious about you know the unknown, they will latch on to these. And, and you know, really, this is a different caliber of any music video I have watched with people, you know, late at night. Like, usually when it's late at night, people are drunk at a party. The music videos that get put on are, like, fucking Gangnam Style. And, you know, and, and This is America by Gambino and, you know, and and what a, and Hell of a Night, you know, by School by Q. And some of those are good, but how many times can you watch those, you know? And then how many times can you just, I think like we talked about last week, people have such a ferocity to choose what music we have to listen to for the next few hours that when they do it with music videos and YouTube, you have no control over what you start hearing because YouTube will just recommend whatever the hell it wants, you know? But if you curate a list of something like this, then I, I would definitely say yes to late night movie, late night mu- music videos. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wholeheartedly agree. This is, this is some weird ass crap. Yeah, it, it, it works. All right. So I guess for snacks, then we're saying that we're gonna we're gonna get our chefs to take a whole butterball turkey. They're gonna infuse the brunt of their will into it, and then we serve it. Does the brunt of the will cook the turkey, or do we have to cook the turkey first? We or might. We, is it like a is it like a whole turkey tartare? Like the whole turkey's just raw. I think. Well, I think we're gonna have to ask. What was the person's name? I gotta find the person. Oh, you want to like reply to that YouTube comment? I think I think we're gonna have to ask Mister Lister sixty eight, not sixty nine, sixty eight. We have to ask them. We, I think Rob's gonna have to go and, uh, investigate are there, this. Are there any replies on that comment as of now? No, just one like. So okay, so what do you think about this? We have the first reply to this comment, and it it just says, "Can you send me the recipe for this?" Give me one second, and I'll be able to do that right now. Oh, yes! Oh, we have a live Cinemodities update right here. Because <laughs> okay. I think that's the best way to say it. You know, we don't have to give a whole spiel about how, you know, we have a very, we have All a right, highly what's, 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 what's the exact phrasing I'm supposed to use? Can you share the recipe for this? Yeah, don't, don't tell them about the highly profitable restaurant. <laughs> don't tell them about, you know, the podcast. It's just a one person or another. We say, hey, you got a cool recipe. Can we can we see it? You know, that type of thing. I feel like I'll get a response back in a couple of years. like saying, I'm going to murder your family. <laughs> your family will take the brunt of my will. <laughs> um. Okay. Oh, they have a much more. Oh, my God. Oh, Rob, why did I just reply to this person? After clicking on their channel, having severe oh, doubts. If, to anybody listening to this, if you look up the vicarious review by uh, Tool... You will find our reply. Nice, nice. 
So fingers crossed that we get a, we get a response, we get that recipe, because I would love to have a will-infused turkey on the menu. You know what? It's there waiting, folks. Nice, nice. Well, Zach, since we had that one together, um, you know, I have to say, I, I did not have any other specific food items in mind. I was thinking um, maybe more of a Cinemodities experience where we try and, you know, recreate the feeling of some of these music videos uh, for no, our patrons. No spiking the meals with hallucinogenics, Rob. Oh, no, I wasn't even going to say that. I was, was going to say something like if they choose to do this, uh, we basically, like, we work on creating our own version of a Tool music video. Like, we don't use one that already exists, but we try and, like, take that style, like, the weird for the sake of being weird. And we, like, like clockwork orange style, make the people watch it in a very, very uncomfortably small room. So there's no food involved at all. There's no consumption involved other than, you know, visual are they, consumption. Are they given access to the bump of cocaine before this? For the uh, Food and Drug Administration people listening, no, they don't. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Was that subtle enough? <laughs> Absolutely not. Nudge, nudge. I think that, you know, uh, when if someone orders this from the menu, or I guess we haven't talked about how does one decide to go about or go on a cinematic experience? Is it on a menu? Do you have to do it beforehand? We'll talk about that. But I, I like to imagine that we have someone in a booth. They They say to the waiter... That they want to do the uh, the tool music video experience, we'll call it. The first thing the waiter says to that person should be, "You'll coward, don't even smoke crack, right?" And then we'll see where that goes. We'll see what the person says in response, and maybe if that leads to drug use, be it instigated by our waiter or the customer, so be it. It'll be a, it'll be a padded room. I'm not saying like we put knives in this room so people can hurt themselves, like. It'll be safe. It'll be a safe space where you're getting Tool-esque music videos injected into your eyeballs. <laughs> what, what's, what's, what could go wrong with that? <laughs> Certainly nothing. Did you have anything, Zach? Any food items come into your head and no. during any of these? I know no, it was no, tough, no. wasn't yeah. it? They, we didn't get any food in here. Um, one of the songs is even about sober, so it's not like we're cons trying to consume intoxicants because that would be directly uh, contradictory. The only other thing I could think of was um, maybe every night at the restaurant or every, you know, period that we're open, we pick one table, just one, not one in a section, just one in the entire restaurant that is the vicarious table. And that table doesn't get to order food. They just get to watch the other patrons eat their food. It's the vicarious dining experience. That doesn't really have anything to do with Tool, just the the concept of the word vicarious but but you know that that's what they're leaving us with <laughs> sure rob I, you know what after two and a half hours of talking about this i'm a little burnt out <laughs> okay i hear you i hear you well then zach uh before we we end this episode uh do, do you want to say what music video we'll be talking about next monday yes we'll be talking about swan song by dua lipa and that just came out in theaters you're telling me right uh, well, at least you can hear it in theaters recently. Okay, okay. So that's what we'll be watching. Is it better than the uh, the, the uh, Africa cover in Aquaman? Nothing is as good as the Aquaman cover. <laughs> that we get to hear for one second, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. It's gonna take. Remember, Rob, it's going to take a lot to take me away from you. Something that 100 men or more couldn't do. 
<laughs> I bless the reins. Up in Europe? No. Down. In Africa. Any guy insert the pit bull. Yeah! Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Mr. 305. Oh, man. So I, I have to say, probably just to just cap off this discussion, another hot take. I really, I am not a fan of Africa by Toto. I know that's like a meme song these days that people can't get enough of, but that is not a great song as far as I'm concerned. All right, folks, we're going to play it in reverse right now. No tool this episode. We're going to play <laughs> Toto's Africa in reverse. Maybe I'll like it more. In reverse. <laughs> <laughs>